You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Rated PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time: the roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, Quick strategic thinking is crucial, and with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown, and through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Welcome once again to the Matchday edition of the Leeds That Podcast. I'm Paul and I'm joined by Matt, Andy and James to discuss the first of our quick-fire double fixtures with Stoke City. So it's Stoke City versus Leeds United at the Britannia Stadium in Stoke. Uh, Leeds have won 45, uh, we've drawn 18 times and lost 29 times in all appearances for the club. Um... Last time out, we lost 2-1 in January in a Pontus red card game. Um, He was left very aggrieved by poor officiating. We won 3-1 on opening day last year and set a marker down for the season. I seem to remember a lovely Barry Douglas corner. Assist Cooper header, lovely. Form guide, Leeds have won four and drawn one of opening five fixtures. Stoke have one point in the league and safe passage in the cup where they will face a tricky away fixture at Ellen Road on Tuesday. So, plans for the game tomorrow. Before we talk about plans for the game, probably should address what we're doing right now. Right now? Yeah, literally right now. Where are we? We're at Mummy and Daddy's house. We're in the dining room at my mum and dad's house. And uh, all in our 30s, and we've come back to Mummy's and Daddy's to do a bit of a quiet recording. So, plans for the game tomorrow. Matt, you're going to be there as usual? Yeah. Two-hour drive tomorrow morning. Looking forward to that. Four-hour round trip. How about everyone else? What's the plan? Aren't we going to watch it together? I mean, listen to it, because it's not available on TV, is it? I might get a dodgy stream. I've got a mate <laughs> called <laughs> got a mate called Tall Paul, who's outstanding at getting dodgy streams, and he's got a Sam Smith's pub just down the road, so it's a bloody brilliant Saturday. Does this mean you're all going to be together for the post-match? <laughs> oh, we could be, actually, yeah. I'll have to plan it. Ten beers, Terry. So one of them, is it? Leads that. Andy that. <laughs> so what's the team news, then, for tomorrow? So, well, it's the same as usual. There's always going to be doubts, isn't there? Cooper and Dallas at the moment. Um, Shackleton and Berardi can come in if required. They're all dead, aren't they? Pretty much. Um, Douglas is out, but likely to be back for the second Stoke game on Tuesday night. Otherwise, it's uh, same as Wednesday. So, how close do we feel that Eddie and Elder are from starting? Or is it important to just retain that kind of quality on the bench? I think that we are in a very, very difficult situation now. 
for uh, Marcelo Bielsa. He's got the headache to end all headaches up top. People are going to be clamouring for, particularly for Eddie uh, to start and Helda Costa. And um, I think that as much as it sounds like he's got a tricky situation at the back to face, he's uh, it's going to be. I, I fully expect him to go with the same front four that started the last few games. But as as time goes by, and especially if they keep having substitute appearances like they did on Wednesday, I think he's going to he's going to struggle. The um, Bielsa hater that you heard the other week didn't <laughs> didn't he make a comment about having two up front and then we switched it the other night? So hopefully that isn't fuel for that man's fire. I think it probably was. I imagine that if he was at Elland Road, anywhere in the stadium, he will uh, he'll have had quite a smug look on his face. The thing for me is we can't be dropping Pat Bamford. He, he was my man of the match last game. His held up play was brilliant. As Paul said, Pat worked so hard for Eddie's goal. And it's really interesting because it, it seems so subjective. We've all watched the same game, but people are actually arguing about whether we did play two up top towards the end, yeah. where people played. And like you said, there's some people watched the same game and completely torn apart Pat Bamford's involvement. People have looked at the same photo with still frames of his movement for the goal and said he doesn't have a clue what he's doing or he's made outstanding progress. Big news on the... Uh, on the opposition side, really, is that they are utterly disgruntled with their manager. So the manager came in, got his first victory against us, obviously, in January, but has only gone on to win three times in 30 games. So they, they think his position is untenable. Nathan Jones. Nathan Jones. Did you just say that he's won three in 30 and one of them was against us last season? Absolutely, and he's literally praying that it's got to uh, come off again tomorrow. Will it be a bit like... Steve McLaren at QPR and will lose tomorrow or something and then he'll be gone within another week. Well, this is the 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 issue is that we're top 10 points, they're bottom one point, um, can't buy a win. The manager's come out in the press this week and torn into all the players and he said Jack Butland, uh, people just keep talking, it's like they're looking at it, we've got Sky Sports on on the team bus and it's talking about him being dropped for England and all the players are talking about it. And uh, what about Jack Butland for Stoke City? And this is what the manager's saying in the press. And from my experience with the with our club, when the manager's going into the press and he's saying negative things about the players, it's really getting into that kind of time where, you know, things have completely gone to pot. Yeah, but at the same time, you can feel the spirit of Leeds that just approaching. It's just, it's all set up. It's like a, like Everything a, you've said equals Leeds defeat. Like a kettle coming to boil, isn't it? It's a massive potential banana skin. Actually, thinking about it, when I've looked at the Oatcake fanzine website, which is what the Stoke City Forum's called. The what? The Oatcake fanzine. What's an Oatcake? Something you eat. I don't bloody eat them. Do you want to bring you on back tomorrow? Absolutely not. Anyway, they're just... It's all about the, the when the right time is to sack Nathan Jones. And... Uh, a guy called Wakefield Stokey, so he's a confused bloke, isn't he? He said he wants to choose the tall, 11 tallest players we have, put them on the goal line and ask them to jump up and down for 90 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, that would probably work, wouldn't it? That, that, that's perfect leads, that. It's what Wigan did, just about. Actually, they couldn't put 11 on, could they? Kiko still wouldn't be on the line at that point, would he? So, <laughs> Bucky's are saying uh, 23 to 20 leads, Stoke 13 to 5, and a draw 13 to 5, and Bamford, first goal scorer? Yeah, first goal scorer. First goal scorer, 9 to 2. They're also, uh, the, the Stokies are saying 
<laughs> they, uh, I don't know if that's a thing. The Stoke Wakefield Stokies, yeah, the Stokies are saying that they think this is the f- longest odds they've ever been in a home fixture in the at this level of football. What are the odds on Ben White getting a goal? Twenty-eight to one. Standard is that flat rate for the season? No, he's been dropping actually. Started at forty, and it, odds are closing in. So odds have closed in despite him not scoring. That's that's typical of Bucky's, isn't it? So referee in the game is Darren England. Most recently refed us away against Borough. He gave us just about the right amount of time for Calvin Phillips to score a beautiful uh, injury time equaliser. He also refereed the 4-2 defeat to Forest and the 2-1 defeat to Blackburn. Uh, only one home win against QPR. So not a great record with him, to be honest. No, and if you look back further at his record, he had the 3-0 uh, away defeat at Borough the season before. But at least that were three uh, Bamford hat trick. What are we predicting for tomorrow, Andy? Tomorrow, I am predicting 10 pints and three goals for Leeds United. I think I'm cancelling my time with Andy tomorrow afternoon, to be honest. Yeah, he, he won't be welcome too long if he gets on the pure brew. Incorrect. Are you predicting any goals for Stoke? Absolutely not. So 3-0 is your prediction? Yeah, 3-0 Leeds United. Only took 30 seconds to get to that. James? 2-0 to Leeds. I think Bamford's going to score... And I reckon a Ben White header. But how many pints? I'll be driving zero. Maybe half. Just got to be responsible, haven't you? I think 3-1 and I'm backing Jack Harrison tomorrow. I think he's been getting into the right positions and he's due a goal. Matt, what are you saying? What have you said in the YEP? I've gone for a 2-0 victory. No pints because I'm driving, as I've said. Uh, and I think a Calvin Phillips long ranger... Pablo Hernandez. It would be nice to actually see the Yorkshire Perlo score, wouldn't it? Especially as it was that fateful game with the referee that he last scored. Yeah, it all seems set up for a Leeds victory, Calvin, to score. So, James, are you nervous? No, I'm not nervous. I'm going to go for, similar to what Matthew said, with routine, I'm going to go for easy. Oh, dear me. What on earth are you doing? Why would you say that? <laughs> Why? I'm going easy because we've, we're starting to get into our stride, I think. I think we're starting to find the best way to play with the players that we've got. And I think Bielsa's game plan is actually improving as well because he has better players at his disposal on the bench. So I, I do actually think it should be an easy match. Andy? I've gone 3-0, but I'm a bit anxious about it. 3 nils what me... I've gone with head and heart every time. My heart says 3-0. My head's a little bit more cautious, thinking we could struggle if it's Cooper missing and Dallas, because Dallas has started so well this season. I hope I'm wrong, but I'm just a little bit wary, so we'll see. So you think we might win, lose or draw this game tomorrow? (laughs) Basically, mate, yeah. So the word that I'm going to go for is turmoil, because I think Stoke City are the definition of a club that's in turmoil, but we all know that we're only ever one game away from being a club in turmoil. So if we lose to them, it'll be us. How do you think Bolton and Bury are getting on? I think they're in turmoil. Well, by the time people listen to this, I don't think Bury will exist. However, of active clubs who actually play games still, Stoke are about to hit the wall. Matt? I do feel like there is a deep breath before Matt gives his word sometimes, don't you? And sometimes I kind of think we should go after him because <laughs> he changes the mood. <laughs> My word for this game is 
typical because if we win three or four nil with 80% possession and absolutely dominate it, then that'll be a typical Bielsa performance. And if we lose, that'll be typical Leeds. So I will win either way. So my word is typical. Right, time for a scoop. See you after the game. A result. Anyone call 3-0 and 10 pints? I think I certainly did. Anybody else? No. No. Just you. What a visionary, hey? Have you had 10 pints? I reckon so, yeah. In all seriousness, guys, that was pretty much poetry in motion, wasn't it? I'm going to hark on about him again, but Ben White was Rolls Royce. (laughs) What about his play in particular did you really enjoy? My favourite bit was when he uh, he sold a dummy to that geezer on about 60 minutes. And then another one, he, uh, he manhandled Lee Gregory to sent him shopping and it was just beautiful. It shows that he's not just flash, he's also got a bit of grit about him and it was fantastic. Matthew, you were at the game today. How was the crowd and how, how was the performance for you? Well, it was a typical performance under Bielsa, wasn't it, to be honest with you? I thought that first half we struggled to get going a little bit. Stoke did a bit of a job on us. Um, but as soon as Dallas scored from then, it was pretty much plain sailing. Do you think Dallas was channeling his inner Helder Costa with his turn of pace? Because it's like he just turned into Usain Bolt off of the back of nowhere, didn't he? Well, it was one, we were at the other end of the ground to that goal and it was uh, one of those where it feels like it's happening in slow motion. Because bo- you could see the ball coming across, but you couldn't tell. You had no perception of how close Dallas was to actually reaching it. So it was like, uh, what's your young Michael Tong, would you say? <laughs> um, yeah, if you could put it that way. But then obviously he uh, spanked it, he went in the net and we went mental. And then that was the start of Stoke absolutely breaking down, really, wasn't it? Well, Nathan Jones, I said beforehand that he was uh, not not really supporting his players and he's come out afterwards and sort of doubled down on it, really, and uh, said that they uh, they went missing... He won't say whether it's his fault or the player's fault, but he says he says he's not a success, but he's not sure he yes he's not sure he'd say he's a failure either. He, he was given a, a a rousing rendition of you getting sacked in the morning as he walked towards the tunnel, which is just to the left of the away away fans. Pre or uh, post game? Uh, post game, and he uh, just was staring at the Leeds fans. Couldn't really work out what was going through his head, whether it was pure hatred or whether it was jealousy that he doesn't uh, doesn't manage a club like ours I mean it's it's only really football isn't it where where you get that you don't get any other job where a crowd of people turn up to you and when you're not quite getting it right they chant that you're getting sacked in the morning can you imagine stood stood outside McDonald's and some bloke hadn't been getting his McFlurries right and a crowd of people start chanting you're getting sacked in the morning to be honest with you, though, that might improve service in fast food restaurants, so I'd be all, I'd be all for it. Yes, I'd be pretty pissed off if someone got my Mars McFlurry mixed up for a Twix, would I be fuming? I think next next textbook away day, uh, we might end up outside a KFC shouting at them. Did you have a KFC, Matthew? 
I didn't because I've uh, I've been out for a meal for my father-in-law's birthday this this evening, so it was not quite the textbook away day, but it was up there. Bottle job. I know you said it was typical, Matthew, but I I think I said it was going to be easy, and I was bang on. It's not it's not often that I'm bang on with these things, but I got the feeling that it was time we put to bed uh, these sort of games that just ended up being a mess last year. Uh, Stoke QPR, for instance, were just awful. It was definitely easy in the end, but it wasn't easy for most of the first half, I'd say. But that's 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 a third of the game. Two th- two thirds of the game we were better. Yeah, by a long way. And I think um, Bielsa came out afterwards and said that it was a complicated first half. Uh, and you could see, in fact, James, you might be able to tell me, but they were moving the formation around and I couldn't tell who was meant to be playing where for most of the first half. And that was clearly to try and combat whatever Stoke were trying to do. Because Nathan Jones thought he was dead clever in the game last season, didn't he? Because he nullified whatever whatever he thought our threat was. Well, it was all out change for for Stoke, really, wasn't it? Um, and I, but I think that six I, changes, yeah. And I think there's there's an element of that. We had it, we had it a lot last year where teams would try and change um, themselves to play against us, and I think it took Bielsa a bit by surprise. And then he would have to adjust, and then you it would usually take about twenty minutes, thirty minutes to get into the game and and actually try and get a handle on it against teams. And that's kind of what happened today, but. We're unstoppable when we do get a handle on it. Do you think Janny uh, Alioski understands formations or they just put him on and say, just have a run? Yeah, just bomb, have a run, just, just bomb up and down that left-hand side and see what happens. Go on. It pops up all over. Do you know what? I reckon that they were man-marking again today because Stuart Dallas was all over the show as well. And everyone was, I think this year has just gone right. Man for man, we're better. Do whatever you want. Off you pop. At one point, Pat Bamford stood up in centre mid, tackling for fun. Marcelo said, we're playing with the same ideas as last year, but we're losing the ball less and suffering less from counter-attacks. One of the most important things, one of the keys is that we don't have a lot of injuries, <laughs> apparently. And of course, the positive results affect the ongoing performance of the team. Is that one of your accents again? Is it from Leeds? Uh, that was my accent of the interpreter. Where's he off of? Leeds. And here's a question for you all then. Luke Aylin and Barry Douglas are two of the probably most coveted best fullbacks in the league but would you have him in over Dallas and Alioski who both got on the score sheet today I'd have I'd have Ailing in I'd leave, I'd leave I'd leave Alioski where he is and I'd I'd have Dallas as an impact sub I think Dallas has been fantastic but for me on his day Luke Ailing's the best right back in the league well LUFC stats had a look on Twitter and said that the last time that the left back and the right back, and I'm not convinced that they were necessarily playing left back and right back, but last time that they scored in the same game for Leeds was 1989. I I don't think um, I don't think I'd change it just because I'm bought into Bielsa's principles entirely, and his principles are stick with what's working well. So well, the thing is though, we struggled with goals last season, and if you've got a goal threat from right and left back, then I think we've got to stick with them. Yeah, but Aylin's got great hair, hasn't he? He has got great hair. I think he's probably got a better chance at centre-half. He's more likely to come in than Berra. He's, well, he's not replacing Ben White, is he? Because that guy was on flames today. How was it looking for from the actual game, Matthew? Well, first of all, we've got to talk about one of my uh, favourite recurring topics. People abusing players. Because uh, we're 3-0 up and... We, they get, I mean, we talked. it was a bit of a challenging first half, but... We're still playing reasonably well, 
And people are up in arms. The two players who were getting the most stick today were Bamford and Berardi, with Harrison a close third. Bamford? Yeah. Why? And um, just because, I think it's because um, everybody's decided that Eddie and Ketia is much better than Bamford, and therefore Bamford doesn't deserve his place. Because everybody was chanting, Eddie, 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 even before the match, during the match, when he came on. And I, I, I listened to the um, Radio Leeds stuff before the game and people were texting in slagging off the starting 11 because we hadn't put Costa in and we hadn't put Nketiah in I think it's just fashionable isn't it if we always look for a scapegoat and despite scoring four goals in five Bamford's your man we don't need a scapegoat though we're like we're blessed we, we, we don't know how lucky we are at the moment. We just need to bloody enjoy <laughs> it, especially if you're in the stadium. I, ironically as well, Nketiah came on today and just kicked people and he got books in the end, yeah. didn't he? His, his, his performance reminded me of Izzy Brown's cameo against QPR last season. He just came on and I thought he was going to get sent off. I don't know what it is with Bamford. I think people just don't like him for whatever reason. They've just decided, haven't they? But he's doing a good job. He's doing a great job, in fact, I think. You mentioned Harrison as well. Why were they giving Harrison stick? Again, because they they think Costa should be in the team ahead of him. Um, Harrison Harrison has got the best touch in the football league by an absolute country mile. Yeah, you were at pains to say that today. At pains. Am I wrong? His first touch is is undeniably class. I think his his indecision frustrates me. Sometimes you just think just. Absolutely smash it. You've got a clear shot on goal here and he, and he never does. That's that's the one thing that frustrates me about him. Everything else is really, really good. It's funny because since Bielsa came in for, for over a year now, we constantly look on the verge of of creating something that's like one of the most beautiful pieces of football that you've ever seen that just doesn't come off because of you know something, a misplaced pass by an inch mm-hmm. or somebody turns into trouble. Um, but... It seems to happen every single mm. game. If that if that Costa shot had gone in, where we there was a load of build up play around the box, and then Costa sort of cut across the um, eighteen yard box and killed it. And uh, oh yeah, if that had gone in, it would have been goal of the season, I think. Our second goal was the best team goal I've seen from Leeds in years and years. Discuss. Have you had a chance to see them back, Matt? No, I've not seen it. I've not seen it back. I think you'll, you'll. I hope that you'll find when you see the um, first and second goals that they were amazing team team efforts, and they were exactly what you've just been describing. Second, especially. The second one was the um, was a Bamford assist, wasn't it? Yeah. Yes. Because I thought that was a shot at first, and then no, he got his head up. Alioski popped up and stuck it in. Right, so what's our final word to summarise our feelings after the game then? What about man of the match first? Right, so who's ben your White, man of the match? Ben White, Ben White, Ben White, Ben White, Ben White. <laughs> right, so who's your man of the match today then? Jenny Alioski. <laughs> nah, Ben White, Ben White was outstanding, wasn't he? We're never going to sign Ben White and Eddie Nketiah, so we've got to enjoy him while they're here. Ben White is better than any of Brighton centre-halves. I don't think they've got a ball-playing defender like him. We're we're lucky to have him at the moment. I just hope he goes under the radar and for some freakish reason, they allow him to come sign for Leeds permanently. I thought he was outstanding today. He he makes the game look effortless and 
It's just beautiful, isn't it? Brighton, unfortunately, are uh, seventh in the early Premier League table. So uh, we need them to start losing a few games so that we can buy him off them at the end of the season. All right, then who's your man at Matt? Ben White. I thought he was brilliant. <laughs> Good-looking bloke, isn't he? Oh, I think it's worth saying that at one point uh, today, Andy said that if Ben White were to ask him, he would leave his wife for him. No comment. I'm going for Ben White as well. I thought it was exceptional. Did you leave your wife for him? Uh, yeah, yeah, why not? Um, but I think I think them, Paul. I don't think it's a bad thing that uh, Brighton are in seventh because when the, if they go higher up, they might actually want someone who's proven at a Premiership level, and they might actually get rid of someone like Ben White. So we want them to do well or really bad, but not mediocre. Yeah, exactly. What we don't want is a January recall. That just destroyers. Matt, who's your man of the match then? Because you were there. It feels ridiculous given that we won three 0 and there was so much great attacking play, but. Ben White was by far our man of the match. How many games has he played for us now? Six? Five? I think he's the best defender, ball-playing defender we've had since Jonathan Woodgate. Yeah, I was about to say something very, very similar. Um, It feels like it's too early to make that call, but you know, you said on the... um, I can't even remember. It might have even been earlier in this podcast or on a previous podcast that you thought Calvin Phillips will play for England before the uh, end of the year. Ben White's a future England player. And you're right what you said earlier that it's a bit of everything with him. He um yeah, he he seems to have he seems to have it all. I can't believe that Brighton have given him to us on loan, to be honest with you. I'd say what, if you're listening, Brighton is dog shit. Worst <laughs> player we've ever had. That's a very good point. Yes, Brighton. We're only playing Ben White because we haven't got any other central defenders. Awful, awful. We need to get rid of him. So in the uh, pre-match, I said that I didn't expect Bury to exist. So I'm happy to uh, see that they still do exist at the point of uh, recording. So I said turmoil. Um, Who cares? I felt bad. I think you, you got into me a bit about it. Because I said Stoke were turmoil and what Bury and the other clubs are going through is a level... I don't know, above or below that. It's far worse. But Yeah, but Stoke are bottom of the championship and it's it's a it's a great sight to behold, to be honest with you. I've I've the most enjoyable trip to Stoke I've ever had. The on the uh, Oatcake fanzine website they are On the what? Don't pretend you've never heard of it. What's an oatcake? Oh Matt, did you bring him one back? I did not bring any oatcakes back, but I did have a pie at the game. How was it? Oh yeah, we saw that on Twitter. Yeah, for my money, the uh, best pies in the country at Stoke. So I had a chicken bolty because it might be a while before we're going there again. So I've oh god, don't we can. don't start that kind of. <laughs> well, if the table ends as it is now, then we'll be two two divisions apart next season. So that would be blissful. It really would. Where would you get your pie fix next year, though? Paul, what were Stoke fans saying after the game on the forum? Some some were saying you've got a discount today because they were beaten by the best team in the league, and others were saying. Yeah, but to get anything out of our games this season, we needed to score three or four goals in all of them and continuing the uh, journey of Nathan Jones must go as soon as possible. Nathan Jones. Nathan Jones. The other thing, um, Paul, that you've started, which I think is a good thing to keep a track on, is our comparison with the same results last season. And this is another three points in the plus column for that it is and i'll tell you what i saw an interesting table earlier today and it was prior to this game but 
Birmingham are seven points better off. So when we were plus two, and I know it's different because we'd won those games, but they turned a a load of defeats into victories. So it is worth keeping an eye on, but just delighted that we've managed to get almost the maximum, other than the Forest game, which we really should have won. And also, if you look, the last four league games that we've had, so Stoke, Brentford, Wigan, Forest, we've lost our previous game against all four of them. So um, on that basis, we're doing pretty well. And I think it also proves that Bielsa's leads, you're not going to beat them twice in a row very often. I think that's a great point. So final words to summarise feelings after the game. I'm going to start with delighted. And I don't think that needs any further explanation. Andy? Pissed. You've predicted it, so fair play, you're true to form. Matt, what are you saying? Glorious. A glorious victory in glorious sunshine on a glorious bank holiday weekend. So, James, what would your word be? Um, contented. That's a really nice word. I, it was good. I knew it was going to be easy. Granted, I thought I was going to... Um, I thought I'd put, also put a curse on us by saying it, but, yeah, contented. So if we're saying delighted, glorious and contented every weekend we're going to be there or thereabouts aren't we you'd like to hope so and in the meantime nathan jones is uh nathan he's got jones a, he's got a really tough game coming up next yeah who are they playing next <laughs> don't know but I, I fear i fear for him don't get any easier does it he's not going to be managing by then surely who would have thought if he was going to go he'd have gone by now if he do not get sacked in the morning he can at least turn around to us and go, ah, I didn't get sacked in the morning. And give us that death stare again. We've got a very special episode coming up. Episode nine will feature someone who's worked very close to the club in the last 12 months. Let's just say that. Uh, we think you'll enjoy this one. Stay tuned for match day and feature podcasts coming up. And for your chance to win some cracking memorabilia in our prize draw, uh, visit leadsthat.com. And you can also find us on social by searching Leads That. So it's finished 3-0 versus Stoke today. We're still undefeated in August since 2016. Can you believe it? What a result. See you next time. Sports Social Podcast Network.